Okay. All right, I started recording. Oh, great. So, you and Colleen. Yeah, so I just got off with Colleen a little bit ago, and she's obviously the one doing our Rails implementation. And it was good. I mean, there's just so much, like I was saying, there's so much stuff there um, in terms of how it all recursively calls itself, how it represents to the front end and how it receives data from the back end that it's just, it's a ton of stuff to like wrap your mind around. And it's kind of weird. I think one of the things that was tripping her up is it's kind of weird that when you configure your filter, not only are you configuring it like for the front end. So when you say like text condition, first name, um, like that data gets sent out to the front end, but that also gets reused on the back end when the user's input comes back. And so it's like being used a couple of different places and a couple of different times in its life cycle. And I think that was the part that was really tripping her up. It's strange. Well, yeah, I think it's almost like, like I have it divided up on the front end. Cause I was looking at your code and I was realizing a lot of my code kind of duplicates it mm-hmm. <laughs> in the, uh, in the view, like more like sort of, more comprehensive view open source thing Mm -hmm. that I'm doing it. And the way I sort of broke it up was like, I would think about it as I was thinking about it as like configuration versus uh, like the blueprint Mm -hmm. and trying to break the two up and have them live in two different worlds. And then, and I always get confused because I'm thinking about like, I'm like doing all these things to loop through conditions with quotation marks but then sometimes I'm looping through conditions that are an instance, which are a part of the blueprint. And then sometimes I'm looping through conditions, which are this, the configuration to like set up the query yeah, builder to totally. build the blueprint. And it's a mind bender with that name being the same. And it's kind of the same problem, I think. Yeah, because at one point in the life cycle, the conditions are just representative of what's available for the end user to choose. They can choose yeah, first like name, the, they can choose last name, they can The whatever. configuration, how to configure exactly. the query builder. And right. then at a later part in the life cycle, those conditions become the actual objects by which the data is applied to the query. And what's so great about using them for the same, like using the same thing for two purposes is there are always like... Um, you're never going to run into any mismatches between your configuration and your application. And so if you don't send out clauses, you know that you shouldn't ever receive those back. And so you can do validation and it's all encapsulated, but yeah, it, it's, it's wonky for sure, but it makes it super powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel her pain. It took me, I remember when we first started working on this, that was like the thing. Oh my gosh, my, I remember that. That was my big mental blocker. I was like, what? How does this, how does, wait, conditions? And then those are what now on the table? I, I just couldn't like map anything, any of the yeah. language. To like, it all makes perfect sense to me now. And I remember some just, Saturdays we would talk for like two or three <laughs> hours and I would just be like, <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying. And you'd say, I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> It really helped when you got the docs and then I read the yeah. docs and I was like, oh, oh I, yeah. I see how this works, which I is why out. I ended up having so many different versions of the front end because it represented like my understanding of how 
the whole system worked. Right. I pointed her back to the docs today because I think I really do think it's helpful to see it from like the end developers perspective of what they're doing. That kind of like makes it a lot easier from our perspective of what we're allowing them to do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think I, I should even like show her the front end and like what you can. Yeah. Like, I defined this in this condition. I could even show, I should do that actually. Maybe I'll, I'll ping her after this and see Yeah, if that would help. Yeah. But I think she's got it. I mean, there were, there were just some fundamental things that, I mean, I don't know how much she knows PHP. I don't know rails at all. It's a totally new. And PHP paradigm. is idiosyncratic for well, sure. Well, that's offensive and, to me. <laughs> and Ruby is idiosyncratic. <laughs> okay. That, that I agree with. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's just, it's just, and then of course, on top of both of those languages, we have two different frameworks. So it's like, yep. well, okay, is this a Ruby thing? Is this a Rails thing, a PHP thing or a Laravel thing? <laughs> so uh-huh. rather than try to do one thing at a time, I think we've decided to do eight things at a time. So that's good. Yeah, perfect. That makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, I did, so... I did get, um, I don't know if you saw on our Huzzah channel. Oh, I showed you this privately. I got our docs set up with a new um, a new code highlighter formatter um, that actually uses VS Code's highlighter. So it's like correct because I was reading through the docs and noticing that lots of the code highlighting was just wrong because it was using <laughs> a, a client-side JS thing. <laughs> but now it looks great and is correct. Um, and we pull in... We pull in the docs now from each of the individual repos so the docs can live alongside the code, which is good. Um, so we're not having to jump around back and forth between different repos to update docs for code and try to keep them in sync and all of that stuff. Um, so I got that working this week. Awesome. Yeah, I stayed up way too late one night trying to get it done, and I did it. <laughs> oh, so I just finished up that that meeting with our client. Yeah which was everybody on the team. And it turns out the, uh, I think we've mentioned that it's like a skunk works project. So they're like rebuilding the entire application that their entire pretty large company, uh, exists on with nobody on the team knowing except for this small sum group of, of people crazy. and mostly contractors. And I think it's like 50 people or something. It's crazy. That it's is so- not a small team. <laughs> We're a small so then, team. Yumi and Colleen is a small team. And uh, and I realized as they were going through people that they were going to come to me and want me to like demo something. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, shit. So I got, I can demo I got the my, contract uh, we have with your attorneys. <laughs> <laughs> so I got the uh, the query, the Laravel query builder. I had just broken it. So I've like had to go back to like a few several days ago i kept i'm like keep going back in my mm. git logs to find a point that's like kind of works and it's broken still but it, at least i'm like i just won't show them the developer tools in chrome like well, Perfect. it looks like it's that, working yeah. it looks like it's working <laughs> so you were able to actually show them something so then so then the our main guy our main contact there who's running the meeting gave me an out okay. he was like i don't think that you guys you guys just started. You probably don't have anything to demo. Is that right? Uh, and I was like, bless yes, you. that's right. But in the meantime, I'm like right now, I currently have like the stress stink, like coming out of my armpits. Cause I was <laughs> stressed about it. Horrifying. <laughs> I was like, 
Oh my god, I have to demo something that doesn't exist. Okay. Um but yeah, so I mean I, I knew that he knew that, but I was like, I don't know, I gotta try and show something to everybody that we're here, yeah. like let them know what we're doing. Uh and it's, it was stressful trying to figure out like what I'm gonna do, but got out of that, so that's good. Yeah. Good. So the 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 view query builder. So Tell here's me. what I want to do. So I'm gonna keep working on it every day a little bit to keep it loaded up in my head. Okay. Um but I'm good. Progress is going to slow dramatically on that for the next like month or whatever, okay. because we really need to get something to show for our client. So, Agreed. so I'm going to focus my time on that, whatever, you know, time I have around my day job. <laughs> right. I'll do, I'll, I'll do that. And then, and then we were just talking about, well, Hopefully. can I make can I make a request on that first? Yes, yes. I would like whatever time you do have um, to be spent on getting us integrated, because I feel like that I would like Laravel and Vue to be talking to each other as soon as possible. Well, that I, way I, guess I can improve, time, and you can improve, and we that's... can do it together. Is that not doable at this point? So we could do that one way okay. where you could generate the clauses that I need as a static file, and then we're integrated in that direction. True. And then integrating the other direction, I think it'll be limited because I have only implemented a certain subset of and, those and that's, that's clauses, fine. right? And then, and then the builder as it is now is a little broken. But it, okay. but it could, it should be able to load up from a set of conditions that you give it, generated by the server, so that, and we could do it with the limited number of um, clauses and stuff that we that I've already implemented. Hang on, Andrew's okay. Andrew's going to pop in. Um, so yeah, so we could totally do that, and uh, I just feel like us not I, that having means a... that I have to work on the npm packaging. Yes. So I'll just switch over to doing that. Yeah. I think that's where we should spend your effort on this part so uh, that we can, I know so it sucks. My I only know. reluctance on that. Well, first of all, I don't want to do that, but I, I have to, so I'm going to do it. But then the other part is um, one of the other reasons why, Hey Andrew, Hey, we're recording a, we're recording a podcast. So you're, uh, you're, you're on our podcast, podcast now. This week. <laughs> you know it's so funny i thought that that might be happening because i just discovered squadcast yesterday so i knew yeah. what i was getting into here so i plugged in my real microphone for you guys oh perfect best. so so the rule is we're not saying our client's name at of all course in yeah. any way we are we do talk about our client but not the uh not in any sort of revealing way so <laughs> yeah so anyway yeah so and just to finish up what we were saying, uh, I don't want to stop working on the the API like altogether mm-hmm. because one of the reasons this has taken so long is because I would like get a little bit of work and then get crushed at work at my other job, and then I'd have to reload the entire thing up into my head like what I was totally get that. Yep. Yeah. So I don't. I want to. I got to somehow keep it loaded up. Otherwise, the the context switch is going to be ridiculous. Um, yeah. I, I totally get that. I just think we need to get the two 
put together because that's going to help define the rails side as well. And, you know, whatever we end up choosing for the client front end, but that's going to help, that's going to help define the whole glue in the middle. And until then we're just kind of like operating on, you know, a a nudge and a wink. And it's like, yeah, it's going to look this way. I'm sure. But we don't really know. No, I agree. It's time. It's time to merge them. So Andrew, speaking of that, let's talk about bullet train. Um, <laughs> what would you like to know? <laughs> so, okay. We, we, we just got off that meeting and everybody's demoing their stuff. And I saw that they have react in their, in their pipeline. Yes. So, but you do not in bullet train, right? No. Right. So what I was thinking was, so I've been looking at the query builder and that that's the part that I'm going to implement, like Colleen's doing the back end and I'm going to be implementing the like front end, like actual builder part. And I was looking at doing that in Hotwire. It doesn't seem like a great fit for that paradigm. It's kind of weird because like, like it seems like Hotwire is set up for like, I make some changes in this field up here and then down here, that change is reflected in the model and then it refreshes this view down here. What I'm doing is I'm making some changes in this field up here and the field itself is changing, which I don't know if they've solved all the problems that that would cause, you know, (laughs) like if, if I'm, if, if the query builder itself is being generated from some query object on the server that gets updated every time I do something client side, is it going to like blow away my focus? Is it going to blow away the, like whatever state that I had client side, like I, I think there's probably ways to figure it out, but it seems weird. It seems like a hard, like a, not a good fit. So yeah, I, I, okay. So I'll, I'll give you my, my feeling about this, which is uh, not, this is not my forte at all. Right. Like, and I didn't have unrealistic expectations of what Hotwire would be able to do for people because uh, you were around for sprinkles. Like uh, that, that was something that I lived with. It's the same paradigm, right? It was like a, it was my own proprietary precursor to Hotwire. And so I'm familiar with exactly, you know, some of the limitations and also ways that you can get around stuff like that. But um, the, in terms of a consulting project, I think I've been through this enough times and have been burned enough times and even on, Oh shoot. My headphones just died. Oh, it's terrible. Sorry. I guess I'm going to have to listen to you guys. This is going to be, this is going to be brutal for your recording. Um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll just say this and then I'll bounce or whatever. But, um, the, the problem that I have run into on consulting projects is as a consultant, it is always about delivering value, uh, and, and, sort of bringing in, uh, making a reality, whatever, you know, a client's vision was when they hired you to solve a problem. Uh, and the problem with new fangled tools, I've run into this with Hotwire on this project where you're messing around with something new and it seems like it could be the thing, but then you end up running into all of the roadblocks, like all the unknowns yep. turn out to be dragons, at least a fair number of them, right? And so um, the, the issue with that 
in a consulting context is it, I feel like it ends up reflecting on you as a consultant, because like, here's the deal. We hire consultants, they produce awesome, they get paid. And then we rinse and repeat and we keep doing that. Uh, and basically until like the relationship is no longer generating sufficient value for what we're paying, whatever, or like, you know, but when that works, that cycle, that like, um, that, uh, basically like chain reaction starts with getting onto the project and just doing real good right at the beginning. And so it's tricky. I feel like in your guys' situation, it's a little bit tricky because you want to get in there. You want to deliver a win and you know you've got the goods, but there's this one little ask. There's this one criteria that's being put forward as a like, can you do it this way? And that criteria represents a big unknown. Mm -hmm. Everybody would understand that right? Because it's a new technology. We've already had problems with it. Like we've already run into rough things that are outstanding things that we still need to fix that I need to fix. And so, um, that's, that's what I see as being, um, the risk that you need to mitigate. And it sounds like, um, yeah, that that's really all I can say. I, I, I think I was always open to when we've talked about Hammerstone in the context of bullet train, I've always been okay bringing in view or react or whatever as a dependency for that thing. Even if it's only for that thing, I'm okay with that. So um, I have an idea for you about this. So the, what we could do, we can still integrate in bullet train, just the backend part. So like all you get all the magic of like, it's automatically added to super scaffolding. Boom. Well, I'll automatically generate all the, basic conditions for each of the columns that you have on your models. And then if you want to add a query builder to a view, then you NPM install in your project, you NPM install your view or react component, and then you just put in a one liner and it should automatically be configured to work with, um, with bullet train. Like, cause you'll be able to like generate the conditions and, and plug them into the view that way. What do you think? And your hope is that you are going to have an adapter on the front end for react and you're going to have one for view. Correct. And so people could use whichever one of those, you know, they might be using view for something else in their bullet train app. They might be using react for something else. So it would be, make sense to go with one or the other, but yeah. inherit that dependency. I think that's a no brainer for this first time around, if you have a React uh, adapter on the front end, use that because then great. it, because what was that, Aaron? I said, great, let's do that. Yeah, because then if you do that, you mitigate the risk, you've got something that you know works and there's still nothing stopping you from playing around with the hot wire thing. But there's a little bit of timeline pressure in in the thing that we're working on so um well no i so we don't have an existing react thing i'd have to build it however it'll be easy because <laughs> i've already built like a much more complicated view version and i would just be building the straightforward like query builder version of the react thing and it's it may be like a two-day project and so, you're a react developer so that would be very easy yeah. for you <laughs> yeah it, and nobody's a hotwire developer nobody <laughs> yeah exactly 
So I'm like, I feel like we could get some progress real fast if I just did a React component, yeah. and then I could make it look like their, you know, designers mockups that we saw today, and everybody would probably be feeling pretty happy about that. I just have to check to make sure that doing it with a React component works with the way they're designing the places where they want to add the query builder. Seems like it would work, right? Like you just pull in that Rails gem that lets you generate a React component and just uh, they could pretty much put it wherever they want. Yeah, so I'll mention that. I, I can bring it up um, that we had that conversation um, just so that it's sort of preempted with what my thoughts are on it. And I, I think that that'll make sense because we've already experienced a little bit of this pain with Hotwire, right? And I think that in the long term, Hotwire is going to be amazing, man. <laughs> I, really? I feel very confident of that because I've lived in that paradigm for a bit. And I, I really think they have the goods, but it's early days. And so for for you both, I feel like that's just an unnecessary risk and a real risk to the project mm -hmm. as well. So I, I, think, I think it's smart um, that you brought that up instead of feeling like, well, this is what we talked about and this is what we agreed to. So we have to make this happen. No, I think it's, I think it's negotiable. Um, the, the end result is we just really need that best of breed filtering experience yep. with the ability to save those queries so that they can be reused and all of that stuff. That's, that's, that's the magic. Nobody cares. I don't think anybody cares what technology is implementing it. No, I, the reason I thought that there was going to be value in doing the hotwire thing was that I thought they was trying to get away from pulling in, you know, react and stuff like that as a dependency. But as soon as I saw the demos today, I'm like, Oh, they definitely have react in there. <laughs> like they're specifically talking about it. So, okay, wait, this is not as important. Like if they already have react in as a dependency, then it kind of makes sense. The only place it wouldn't make if, if they have, you know, these different parts of their site where they want to use the query builder, I won't talk about it specifically because I don't want to give any clues as to who they are, but like there's different parts of the site where they want to use the query builder. Some of them might be React already, which then it's easy to put it in. And then, however, some of them might be mostly a standard like Rails view or maybe a Hotwire app. And then that's maybe harder to integrate uh a react component in the middle of that. So that would be the one thing I got to scope out real quick. Can you, can you sprinkle react components on the page as long as react is, is active on the page? Like you can with view. You, it's not like view it's different, but you can. Okay. Uh, and, and I, like I have a rails project now I'm on where we do that, but yeah, if I'm not sure how the whole thing would interact with Hotwire, if Hotwire is already running on the page, I'll have to like test that out or something to see see how that goes. And then also they would need to have there's this like gem that you have to pull in, which lets you it like in a in a view in Rails you could put you put like render React component and then you pass it in the data, uh, which would be exactly what we want for our query builder, right? Like. At this point in the page, render the query builder component and pass in this data that we just got from our controller, mm -hmm. which is probably the conditions generated from the query that we saved in the database. And boop, there's your query builder. Um, which, so that's probably, that seems nice, but they just got to make sure that it plays well with all the other technology choices they made, I think.
That would be the one thing. Um, it's just making sure that whatever your invocation method is, that it is something that plays well with Hotwire. Uh, because even the original JavaScript stuff that I was doing, it was like straight up jQuery, right? And and subscribing to Turbo Links kind of you know events or whatever in Bullet Train, all of that stuff broke with Turbo. It just and in fact, actually, one thing that really broke was it's not inertia. What's that other project, Aaron, from the um, Laravel space? What's the little JavaScript Alpine. not React? Alpine. Okay. Alpine totally breaks. Oh, it's I'm like sure, I, yeah. I, we haven't figured out how to how to solve that one yet. So um the mechanism that I'm having everything switched over to in Bullet Train is stimulus, that whole React thing. And that I don't know how well, yeah, again, way outside the realm of my expertise. I actually hired somebody <laughs> to deal with it, like a, a real stimulus expert to port over all my old stuff to the new stuff so that it's compatible with Hotwire. And I cannot imagine how that would work with React and Vue and all of that. So you, you've got you got some stuff to think about there. The other thing you have to consider is that at some point, the query builder and stuff is also being incorporated into aspects of the application that are full page react apps, right? Like the, I think that different... necessitates that it be a, be a react component. Yeah. And offline, maybe you could tell me what, what parts of the app are like that, that they want to mm-hmm. add the query builder in because I'm not, I'm actually not clear on that. Yeah. Interesting. Um, anyway. Yeah. So did you have anything else? That was it. That was your, yeah, that was it. I just it occurred to me like, oh, maybe I should just do this thing in React. <laughs> cool. Um, so, and anything else you guys want to talk about <laughs> while I'm here? Anything else you want to talk about while I'm here? Uh, other, otherwise, I'll bounce so you guys can keep doing your uh, pow out, dude. Bounce. We're good. Thanks, thanks man. for stopping thanks by. For yeah, thanks for doing. That. All right, Hammerstone forever. <laughs> Go team, <laughs> See <you>, Andrew. <laughs> I can't figure out where the leave button is. This is like Hotel California. Close the tab. And we don't we don't edit either. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So we're recording again. So I think React is the way to go, right? Feels like it. So I just need to I'll probably just fork their repo, do a real quick spike on this, build one out. And put it in where they're eventually going to want to put it in and see if mm-hmm. it works. And that's yeah. where I just need to figure out where do you want to use this thing? Um, so, shit. And our main guy is going on vacation for two weeks, which yeah. is... He's like the one like central coordinator of every of all the things. Yeah. <laughs> I might just have to like DM at all the different little individual project owners. That is one thing that's interesting about this project is they have, it's very distributed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if things get pulled together <laughs> at some point. The project manager was having a little bit of a panic attack about, you know, like there's 37 working days between now and the end of March. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> oh my gosh. But their goal is not to be done by the end of March. Their goal is to be able to show internally only the project as it is so like let people know it exists 
And then they only want to pull the trigger on that phase when they feel like all of us are comfortable saying, yeah, by this summer, this will be done, done. And we mm-hmm. can launch like a thousand customers or something. Yeah. So, so the timeline is not <laughs> that stressful, but I mean, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. <laughs> Andrew, I, I had to just close the window. hope that didn't break anything. Yeah. Uh, Turns out it did, but I, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Squad. All right. All right. So that's basically everything that I have right now. I feel good. I think I'm just going to go. I think I'm going to save. I'm going to I'm going to start working on our client stuff tomorrow. And then today finish off where I left off with our view component. And, and then I'll start working on the NPM stuff like a little bit each morning. Yeah, that would be next great. week, I think. Yeah. If we could, if we could yarn ad by next week, by next Friday, that would be amazing. Yeah, hopefully. We just, we just, yeah, we just got to get it set up once and then we're good. And I guarantee you there are numerous tutorials about how to link GitHub to NPM. So it's all done automatically. That would be nice. Yeah. I, I don't know. Even Adam Waithen was struggling with this. Yeah. Like last year. And then when I was, which is bad news if he's struggling with it, doing this for, for us, I already did it once, right. For like version two. Mm -hmm. And that was not obvious at all, even with the third party tool I pulled in. So, yeah. But anyway, yeah, it it sucks. We gotta, we gotta do it. Yeah, so I'll start peeling that off this week. Start making some progress on that. Okay. So what's the, circling back to Laravel, do we still have a plan to launch that at some point? Before the, just the Laravel view. Like if you're pushing, if you're pushing view to the back burner, are we holding off on launching Laravel view for a long time? Or what are your thoughts on that at the moment? Well, just reality is that I'm not going to make much progress on that for a little bit here while we're doing this client project. And then, so that's just, you know, so then it's not like we have a deadline for doing the launch. So I don't want to stress about that. But the, I think the best thing for us to do, I think would be to have a beta launch. So I'll start, like, it's getting to the point now where there's stuff to show and I'm going to start tweeting about that and like text my list and you know, I mean, email my list and stuff like that and just get a little bit of interest and in making sure people know we're going to be doing a beta soon. And so then we can, we're close-ish, right? Like in the next two to three months, there will be a version of this that works that we could launch as like a beta, which, you know, we could sell at like half price or something, get a few people in the door on that, work out the kinks. And then, you know, maybe we have to press pause because you have your baby event that happens and Mm -hmm. then we have to slow down on that. But then we can just like, you know, I don't know, like if it starts to, we just got to take it one step at a time and see where it goes. And I'm not really going to worry about when it happens. It's just as fast as we can go. You know, that's how I feel. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's all we can do. Just want to have something out there, (laughs) but 
I don't know if we can at this point. Well, not, not in like two weeks or anything. <laughs> no. Uh, if I had like two weeks off from work and I was just doing this head down on this, sure, but not really. I don't. I get like maybe I get like two work days per week mm-hmm. on this, or like, and it's all like mostly spread out except for Fridays. So that's just how it goes. Yeah, I think the original plan was to try to get the Laravel stuff out before, and I think that's just changed. I think the client has taken has taken precedence and Oh yeah, and I just didn't get it done by then. Like I got close, but Yeah, it's and like clients it's obviously like, the priority now. There's like a threshold we have to get over before it's useful to anybody and mm-hmm. we're like super close. <laughs> and then and past that there's still loads of work to do. But yeah. like <laughs> it's pointless until we get past that one line of uh functionality. Yeah. It's, it's real close. That's what's so frustrating. Is it feels like it's so close, but it's still so far away. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'll get it we'll get it integrated. And then if you could just div- you know, give me that list of clauses so I could start working on that. And then mm-hmm. the builder's almost, you know, working correctly now. So, and the other thing is like, right. Okay. So the builder again, the, I'm trying to make it in such a way that you could build another builder with a different view on top of it. So it's like, I mean, I'm not, I'm like just doing that with that end in mind, which then, and, and also like I'm trying to make a, like the API is a little kludgy now. And if I was a developer trying to use this, it would be incredibly frustrating. So I'm trying to remove enough kludge that we could do a beta and that it's okay. Right. Like, uh, here, here it is. And like also for the beta, it could just be a query builder just needs to work. That's what yeah, I'm thinking. Absolutely. Like it, it's query builder. Just so it's, it's basically like a drop in one line. You have two properties that you fill in on this component and that's it. And then it, and then it goes. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, I still think 90% of the people are just going to want to drop in the builder. So obviously that would be. Yeah. So to get there, I do really need those clauses from you because that's the main stuff that needs to be finished and ors, which like I said, I think I need to sit down with you and wrap my head around how that works. Cause I haven't thought about SQL like that in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty easy from the front end. So I can, I can walk you through that once we get off here. Okay. And I can, okay. I mean, I can give you, I can give you all the clauses. They're all, they're all in the repo. Um, I, just, I need that file generated by you. I'll show you what form, what the format is. Okay. You want to do that? Um, yeah, we can do that. I wanted, I wanted to wait on that until we're integrated because I, the only thing that I really care about right now is getting integrated because then yeah, both of them will get better. And then it's not like, well... then it's not passing files back and forth. It's like actually using the real thing. If that makes I guess sense. it's fine. Do that, do that to do whenever you want to. I'm not going to work on it until I get the, um, the package done so that you can yarn install it. Okay, I didn't so, follow yeah. that. Say that again. I'm just saying you could do that whenever you want. But once I get the package done, which was my main priority, once mm-hmm. once I get it all packaged up and distributed, then uh, at that point I'll be working with that stuff. 
So I could also do the oars first, you know, I could work on that. So I, I have time before you need to do that. But okay. if you, if you did it now before I did those things, it's not going to like, yeah, I guess what I'm saying is I don't think the reason I was pushing on integration is I don't think I need to give you that file because if we're, if it's integrated, then you have access to like the real thing. And so you can do it for real instead of working off of some static file that I generate. No, I need Am I thinking file. about that wrong? Yeah. Here, let's take it off. Let's take it offline. Let's wrap up our podcast here and then I'll explain it to you because it's okay. all technical. Bye everyone. <laughs>